from the heart of Dubai, where tomorrow is being built today to the world. Welcome to the CTO Show with Mehmet. Here, we redefine technology and reimagine possibilities. With Mehmet, delve into the riveting realms of AI, cybersecurity, and digital technology. Experience the thrilling highs and lows of startups. Immerse yourself in the spirit of entrepreneurship and witness the future of business innovation being written in real time. Now, without further ado, let's tune in and explore the future. Hello and welcome back to a new episode of the CTO Show with Mehmet. Today, I'm very pleased to have with me someone from the same city where I am, in Dubai, based in Dubai, Mike. Mike, thank you very much for uh, joining me on the podcast today. And the way I love to do it is I keep it to my guests to introduce themselves because I believe it's the best way someone introduce himself or herself. So the floor is yours. Well, first of all, thank you for the introduction. My name is Mike DeShazer, and I am the lead dev and the executive director at Giving Desk. And we are an AI-based company uh, that sits at the intersection of farms, AI, and industry. Great, great. So first question, what brought you to Dubai, Mike? So uh, what brought me to Dubai? Well, I'll tell you this. It wasn't summer and the over 40 to 50 degrees Celsius, uh, but about everything else brought me to Dubai. Nice. That's that's good. Uh, good one to have. So it's like uh, I always tell people, it's buzzing, you know, with startups and technology, and you see a lot of entrepreneurs around. So, you know, like Mike, when when I was preparing, you're doing something really, you know, I would say different with every, what anyone else is doing uh, with AI. So, interested to know, you know, how did you get into this combination between AI? and actually farming and food security. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Well, from a business perspective, if you think about it, food is never going out of style. So, you know, it kind of just made sense. Um, and with regards to artificial intelligence, I've just been involved in the space for, for a very, very long time. And so the two, the two interests had a baby, and that is Giving Desk. Um, we were founded actually to make a difference in the world um we you know there as much as in the western world or the developed world we can throw away food uh and you know and just kind of take for granted things that sustain us uh in a lot of the world that's still a huge problem you know there are a lot of people who die from hunger on a day millions of people uh a year die uh, of hunger and not only that in so many countries uh, especially in the developing world or the global south and even in uh, places, you know, in the global north that aren't as developed, you, you have situations where developing countries are dependent on imports of their food. And so uh, it's, it's a complex issue, but it's something that it really comes down to intelligent planning and mm -hmm. there is a way that we all, developing nations, uh, developed nations, frontier markets even, 
can benefit from smarter ecosystems. And that's what AI really has the power to do is just kind of create prosperity across the board. At least that's how we see it. So we don't see it as a zero-sum game. Uh, I know some people do. Um, that's why we're called Giving Desk. Uh, we believe that uh, the more we all can give one another mutually, the, the greater the whole, the bigger the pie becomes for all of us. And so that's, that's kind of the, the long side of, of uh, that explanation. Yeah, that's really, you know, an interesting use case, which is, you know, uh, I can see it also has, uh, you know, the philanthropic approach also as well. So how, you know, you, you merge, you know, this with AI driven business model, because I know, you know, like basically it's just like the first time, you know, I'm very curious to understand, like how, how actually you leverage the AI to fulfill the greater use case and cause that you are trying to achieve. So uh, I'd like to start. So there are two points that you mentioned. One was philanthropy, um, which we are not about. Um, and not because we don't believe that philanthropy can be good. It just has a really bad history of mm -hmm. not working out so well. So we really believe in teaching people how to fish instead of giving them fish. You know, it's mm -hmm. kind of like the whole Bill Gates fish net thing where he's like, or the mosquito nets. He's like, oh, let's stop malaria with these, with these, you know, mos you know, mosquito nets. And then people use them to fish and then poison the water and then end up killing people. So yeah. it, you know, we really believe in empowering and the, the giving side of what we do is about inspiring uh, a, a spirit of giving. So when we look at opportunities, so everyone on our team, we start our training like this. You know, there are people who walk into a room, they say to themselves, okay, how can I, what can I take from this person to get what I want? And there are people who say, how can I give value to this person so that we mutually benefit? And so that's the giving side. And that's what we believe in um, on the give, give side. Um, and then to, to go back to the other part that you were mentioning um, about how AI is playing a role in that. And that's, that's really around finding more efficient ways and allowing all of us to see the same thing better. So we have a thing called flags. So you go to giveflag.com, you upload any document like a credit card contract or an insurance policy or a business plan. And it goes through the whole thing, finds all the inconsistencies. Those are red flags, yellow flags, things that might be that you might need to reconsider. And then green flags, opportunities that are within that document. And because before we got these big stacks of paper and like, you know, these conventions and these treaties and these laws and these plans and these financial statements, everyone, especially the lawyers and the accountants could complicate it all, the politicians and everyone, and every, everyone makes up, you know, their own kind of per perception on it. And we want it to kind of cut that out so that when people are looking at their economic structure or their business structure or, or their legal structure, they're able to kind of all see the same thing, understand the inconsistencies very clearly so that we can create a more prosperous, mutual uh, growth and, and also just, you know, well-being for whatever initiative that we're, that we're focused on at, at any given time. Great. Now, this opens, uh, you know, for me, the, the, the need to ask you the next question. So because you mentioned some of the jobs that 
are existing today. So based on what you and the team you are doing, uh, you know, today, uh, Mike, so how do you see, you know, the future of work when AI is in the picture? And we know, like, maybe if we did this uh, interview or this episode one year ago, we, we're going to, you know, have mentioned something else. But today, with all this rapid evolution, so how you are seeing the landscape of jobs in general, uh, and especially in the areas that you just touched based on? Well, I mean, actually, I'm I'm curious to get your thoughts on that. Um, uh, what do you? I mean, I'm not trying to turn the tables around or anything, but I'm curious, kind of what what do you? I mean, what do you? How, where do you, where do you see it going? Uh, again, like this question, I asked it many times, and you know, people they keep asking me why you keep asking the same question on the pod because I said I want to hear different opinions because every time I ask the question I gain more insights now back to the question <laughs> that was flipped on me just joking um, there is a short mid term kind of changes that would happen and there is something I see in long term in the short midterm, you know, like, of course, people will resist at the beginning and, you know, there will be a lot of, uh, of people saying, no, like, we don't want to use this, stop that. But, you know, within, like, I would say less than one year, two years time, some jobs will disappear. This is a matter of fact. And people would need to upskill themselves so they can use the AI so they can keep up with it. So this is my opinion. And this is something, you know, that happened every time a major technology came and, you know, some, some jobs, you know, they became irrelevant, right? Now, the long one, which I think, I'm, I'm not sure how long, maybe it's like 10 years, 20 years, maybe, maybe less. I cannot predict that. I believe the term job itself will have different meaning, like, uh, you would not be doing something for living because I think, you know, humans will reach a place where it's not like they don't have to work, but I mean, it becomes something, you know, you do it on a social level and, you know, your income is taken care of somehow, right? So, so you don't need, you know, to do a job to get money. Like, this is my opinion because the technology, I see it going this way. And I see, you know, every, every, uh, Guest also I spoke with, they give this insight. They are not saying this will happen, but this let me think that we're going to reach some stage where, you know, we don't have really to call it job. We don't have to call it career. It, it, it's changing. It's a little bit philosophical, I know, but this is my own view, Mike. I want to hear yours. Well, so wait. What's your answer? I, I'm a little bit, <laughs> it's like, okay, so you're saying, okay, so you're saying that we're going to lose some jobs. This is just a natural progression, you know, like when cars came out or when, you know, the telephone right. came out or when the computer came out and okay, right. I, I get, I, I get that, but it's still very broad. It's a, it's a broad, broad answer, but I guess that's the job, right? When you're the host, it's the, um, to do that. Um, I would say two things. One, um, Elon Musk, I, I believe it was Elon Musk, he said, you know, well, the difference with AI versus all other technology and how we, we judge it uh, is that it's not a technology, it's a, it's a species. So, like, mm. I, um, I halfway agree with, with that. So, 
I think there's a conversation there. That's a whole big other can of worms. Let's, you know, let's stay away from that for a little while. Um, but yeah. I would say, um, you know, I look to prison. Specific, I, I've never been to prison and I hope never to go. But if you look at prison economics, I think there's a lot we can learn about what the future is going to look like with AI as far as our economic structure. So in prison, everyone, wow, you know, I, I feel like people are going to walk away from this podcast and going to be like the, the, the prison story. Uh, that's going to be the thing. But the, uh, I think the, the key is that you look at prison, you have what? You have people who are given housing. They're given food. They can work if they want to. They don't have to. Yet, you have whole economies inside of these places, right? Mm. You've, got, you've got whole companies, they call them gangs, I guess, uh, inside of these things. Uh, like you were saying, as far as the social component, uh, I, I would love to see a study that merged these two concepts. And, and, and maybe, uh, because I, I think, you know, if you read Adam Smith, Wealth of Nations, the thing that we, you know, the, the Bible of, of, of modern capitalism, and you bring it up, you know, I might have a copy somewhere, but it's, uh, it, it talks about, right, uh, to do a quick economics thing, the, the scarcity of things, right? Mm -hmm. The labor required um, and how pricing is determined and demand. And when you strip out a lot of the human element, when it goes way past automation to, you know, strategy development, um, decision-making at the highest levels, that, you know, we'll always need humans for a bit of the nuance and, and lawyers will always stay relevant. They'll always find a way to, to do that. Um, but I think we're going to a place where uncharted water. So it's a little bit of what Elon Musk is saying with new species, a little bit of let's look at prison economics, and then a little bit of let's revisit Adam Smith and what he's talking about with regards to how we live in our current capitalist system and how pricing is determined because a lot of those things are about to change. Um, and so I think there's a, a lot of, I would say use gift flag. Gift flag will give you the answer. <laughs> Our tools, well, nine AI personas. Um, when, excuse me. No, no, just now I was saying like, uh, you know, what mentioned is, is, is hundred uh, percent, you know, some people. Okay. So you mentioned Elon Musk, right? So I had Sid Marsip, who's, you know, he calls himself the philosophical entrepreneur. And I had also a couple of other guests. And we discussed, like, the point here that we still we don't know is the AI, whether we consider it as a technology only or as Elon Musk called it, a species, it's in the hands now of big tech companies, right? And they are the ones who 
are controlling this technology and how we consume this technology. Now, until we have alternatives where we can have multiple options of using these AI tools, this is why I told you like in the short and midterm, we will not see this because there is another fight and you brought the point about capitalism also as well. And these big tech are the results of the capitalism, right? So until people find a way that they are not dependent on big tech to leverage the AI, we're going to, as you mentioned, say uncharted water. Like this is my, again, addition to, to what you just mentioned, Mike. This is what I wanted to say. Yes, uncharted. Yeah, we're, we're, we're most certainly uh, in uncharted water, but it, it's exciting. You know, it's, it's really exciting. And I would say that, you know, I, I think, you know, meta AI is, is, is now, has now been announced. We've got Bard, you've got OpenAI, and you've got a few other companies. You've got open source uh, LLMs. And so I wouldn't say that it's just in the hands of big companies. I mean, we're leveraging it. You know, we're, we're running mountains of data, file, you know, huge files, laws. You know, we were running the, the latest U.S. bill, you know, 800 pages, right, through the platform to understand what was actually happening in that bill. This has been something that no one is really, you know, I mean, people could sit and you could read it, but getting the inconsistencies, you need a whole team of analysts. So it's, it's democratizing access to information. You know, I found out the other day that the Wall Street Journal sets the interest rate on your American Express Platinum card, right? It's right there in the terms and conditions, right? It could go from 21% to 29% based on a publication by the Wall Street Journal, right? Um, and so those pieces being able to come out, you know, you, you, won't, you won't find a lot of that information just on the internet. There are so many things we don't know, and now we're able to understand our policies and our laws in whole new ways. I was just in Rwanda, you know, we, we bought a, a, some, a bit of farmland and, you know, we get 45 years that we can hold that land until uh, it's decided by the state whether it gets repatriated based on whether infrastructure has been developed on it. Well, why is that? How do the land rights really work? So we were loading up academic uh, papers. We were loading up laws. You know, the, 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 the partners that we have there who own a lot of the property around where, where, where we have just uh, purchased a bit of, uh, of, of land, they're using our platform now. They're like, hey, we could, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out how to put the IoT devices and everything around it to, to make it work. But they're like, hey, like, you know, we're not lawyers. And now we can understand the laws around our property. And that's so empowering. That's so wonderful. So I would say, yes, it's in the hands of the big companies, but man, it's so empowering for the little guys. And, and that's, the, that's the magic, you know, like, these guys didn't have teams, you know, hundreds of analysts at Goldman Sachs or Boston Consulting Group and all these guys, uh, all these things. And it's the big companies that are actually falling behind because of all kinds of compliance reasons, because of all kinds of data privacy. You know, they're not even able to use these technologies yet. And it's the little guys who are like, hey, you know, we, we, you know, we, we got to just make something work. And so they're, they're adopting it first, you know, so we're having a bit of a, I think a Kodak moment, you know, a, a Xerox moment, if you will, um, across where you have these crazy upstarts uh, like us, you know, who, who they can come in and, and, you know, we're looking at the mergers and acquisition space. We're looking at the venture capital space. We're saying these deals take six to nine months. That's ridiculous, right? This lawyer passes this to this accountant, this accountant passes it over to this financial advisor, this 
financial advisor passes over to this business consultant. They all took, you know, $100,000, you know, an hour or, you know, or, or, you know, some other crazy fees. They passed it all back around between each other, found one little issue, sent it back around, right? The companies that were involved in the merger or the investment, they've got other stuff going on. These guys create more confusion in the deal, get more billable hours, up their fees through all these weird contracts that no one understands they sign because middle-sized companies don't have, you know, teams of analysts and, and, you know, more than two or three people in their M&A division, which is just like the COO, the CEO, and like a 23-year-old. And, and so we just got, you know, we just got an MBA uh, who's kind of, you know, working on the deal, you know, like at a plastics company in like Iowa. And so this is huge. Um, it, it can be hugely disruptive to a lot of the bigger companies that have really just been, you know, well, what was it? I think it, the number that in the M&A space, the numbers that these guys, these Boston Consulting Group, these Goldman Sachs guys, these, um, these big law firms like the, the you know, um, DLA Pipers and, and all these guys are charging comes out into the trillions of dollars. Trillions yeah. of dollars, and that's doing middleman activities, and and that can be wa washed away, um, you know. And and we can focus those talents that those you know really smart people have on building instead of focusing on just transactions. We can be creating content, better content. We can be uh, creating uh, more efficient highways. We could be, you know, exploring the, the cosmos, you know, right. like Elon Musk also says, you know, we, we need less MBAs. We need, we, we need, and I say that as an MBA, but we need, we need less MBAs. We need more, you know, engineers. We need more creators, content creators. We, we need more, uh, we, we need more people who are focused on value, on food, on farming, things like that. 100% Mike. And thank you for bringing this. And, you know, because you mentioned the, uh, you know, about uh, fundraising, venture capitalists, and uh, M&A, merger acquisitions. So, and to your point, what I tried to do a couple of, uh, of my, I think two months back. So I did that experiment where instead of, you know, a founder struggle in front of an angel investor or a VC or maybe a banker, so I wanted to explore if AI can help here. And actually, it's not like I created from scratch, but I used some tools that allowed me to have a simple app where it asks you some questions. You get, for example, what's your ideas about? What's the business model you are planning to, to apply? Which problem you are solving? Um, you know, your target audience and so on. And then feed this to the AI and then let the AI give you some you know, feedback first about the idea in general, and then give you some advice on how, for example, to make it more compelling when you speak, for example, to a to an investor, right? And I let some people use it, like four or five people used it, and they were mind blown, you know, like, wow, like we, we want this badly. So I didn't have time, of course, to, to complete something in, <laughs> in my backlogs also as well, but to your point, and here I'm, I'm curious to know how, because you mentioned like small startups are leveraging the AI. So how this is changing the whole startup ecosystem 
and how, you know, it's going to be changing and it's actually started to change, you know, all these activities behind the startup ecosystem, like whether it's, you know, uh, raising funds, maybe going to market, you know, planning to expand. So how, how AI will, will be able to change the whole, I would say, ecosystem? Well, I'll tell you one way I can speak from my personal experience. So, you know, we have GiveBlag um, and, you know, we have nine personas. So you have a CTO, a CMO, a CSO, a, uh, uh, a compliance officer, all that baked in. So you log in for free and you, you're chatting with the whole team. So they're checking each other on, on, on validity and all these other things. They're all separate. They all have their personality. You can click on them and you can see, you know, where they went to school. You know, they have like whole, you know, they have certain personality profiles. Some of them are more cautious. Some of them are more ambitious. Some of them are more of a risk taker. Some of them are a little more talkative. Some of them are a little more reckless. Some of them are, you know, conservative. And so they all have their, their, their own ways. And so, but as a team, they're, they're very well-rounded. And so you can get different perspectives as you, you step through plans, upload files, surf the internet. Um, me personally, I don't use Google anymore. I just use GitFlag. Um, I was out, I took, uh, I have two boys. I went out with, uh, with them. I was actually held over in Rwanda a few more extra days than uh, I was supposed to because of uh, a little flight glitch. So I had to make, make it up to the family when I got back. So I took them out to Abu Dhabi. And I mm -hmm. want to take them to the Yas Marina, whatever. And my kids weren't old enough, some of them, to, to do some of the go-karting. And so I used, I couldn't find the answer on the internet. So I just used Giftful. Like I was talking to the team. They were searching all over the internet. They gave me all the information. And 10 minutes later, our, our kids were uh, in, you know, riding around go-karts. Um, and that problem was solved like that. Uh, another problem that I saw uh, was around how we're going to bring water and electricity to one of the new plots that we just purchased. Uh, another problem that I solved, uh, actually, AI is the reason that we're, we're talking right now, to be honest with you, we'll get back to that later. But, but sure. that, that, that's something else that came through GiftFlat, right? Um, un understanding uh, those things. Um, uh, so one thing is the search engines of today, you know, when you mix Google with OpenAI through a platform like GiftFlag, where you have the different personalities and the different strategic approaches, uh, really magical things can happen. Just like when you're in a team, right? You, you sit in a team with people who share a, a, a goal, but all have different backgrounds, that diversity of thought. And I think that's really where the next part we go to, because a lot of us stay in our little silos a lot, right? Um, you know, we read certain newspapers, we read certain magazines, we, we, we will, you know, online, uh, you know, we, or, or, or in print, uh, we, we, we consume certain types of, you know, YouTube's gotten really good at just kind of giving you exactly what you already believe and just enforcing that constantly, right? And so we have these bubbles. And I think the where we're going that's interesting is that we're going to be able to broaden out, actually. A lot of people think we're going to close more in, but I, I've seen the diversity of thought and how powerful that is for people to reach their personal goals. So I think for startups, we're going to see a trend towards diversity of thought when we look at different uh, problems. So when we look at what's happening in Israel right now uh, with, with Palestine, right? There's so many, there, it goes so deep. There's such a rich history. And if you just go on the news and you just look at what's happening, you know, you're not getting a full picture from CNN or from Al Jazeera or anywhere. But when you're able to have one persona that's coming at this from a Middle Eastern perspective, 
or, or rather a Palestinian perspective. And then you have one coming at it from an Israeli perspective, but then another person coming at it from a Russian perspective, and then another person coming at it from a Chinese perspective. And then, and then they all have access to all the different languages and different news sources. And then you really start putting together a different picture and it's very different. And so then you can solve, you, you can solve problems better. But the way we go into these political debates, the way we go into these complex issues is we kind of bring, you know, someone, you know, the guy, oh, when we go to the UN, this whole thing, you know, UN meetings, where are we going? Well, guess what? Israel's going to say exactly what you expect them to say. Um, Lebanon is going to say exactly what you expect Lebanon to say based on their own interests. And then it's just going to be, at the end of the day, a power uh, determined. International law is really just based on who is more powerful. And I see a transition away from brute, brunt force of, of political power, military power, and towards unique, interesting, bespoke solutions, like I said, where we can all uh, benefit in a better way. Uh, so that's one thing. Another way I use it today, to go back to how I'm using it today, is uh, we have lead generation on GitFlag. So uh, a lot of people are using the platform. They're like, hey, I like this is so useful. I can, I can get all this data. I can upload all these files. But like, I have customers in the plastics industry and in Jerusalem, and uh, I, I need to know everyone who works in that area or someone who is in uh, Beirut. You know, I need to uh, know all of the uh, researchers who are involved in uh, biochemistry for some, a new pharmaceutical that we're developing uh, or that we're, that we're amending for this particular market. And so you would, you would you'd go and you'd, you'd get a bunch of freelancers or you'd, you'd get a bunch of your analysts to just go and find all these people's contact information, put together Excel spreadsheet. Well, uh, actually tonight, uh, it, it, it's live now, but we haven't made it public yet. You'll be able to go on GitFlag Literally, you, you write this in and you get your whole Excel spreadsheet. Boom. Right. Everyone, you get bios, you get LinkedIn's, you get, you know, other contact information. And so even how we do lead generation, how we do sales, uh, that's going to completely change how we conduct research. It's, it's phenomenal. What would take months can now take minutes. Uh, and that, that can make, you know, if businesses are so focused on their sales cycle and sales research. But when you take that part out, again, what do we get? less middlemen, we get more creators. We get, we, that, that, we get to innovate more. We get to produce things that are new. And, and that, this is gonna be a renaissance of, of, of human ingenuity. Uh, we're, we're gonna enter, you know, even in art, you look at Dolly, you look at all these things. I mean, people don't know how to use Photoshop. You know, it takes them a whole two years to learn how to use Photoshop, but now you can bring a vision to life so much quicker, right? In that amazing, right. the creation, is, it, it's, it's spectacular. Yeah, you, you, you brought a lot of, uh, you know, thought-provoking thoughts, I would say, Mike. Now, to your point about, you know, having different personas, and I was lucky enough that I read this article when still, you know, ChatGPT was new. Like, it was a couple of weeks after, you know, they released it to GPT-3. And I, don't, I forget where I found this article, honestly, but I remember I was reading, you know, about the persona, right? And how important the factor of persona is when you interact with these large language models. And this is why I was able, and people keep asking me how you keep 
you know yourself uh, so active doing multiple things at the same time and i didn't hide that and i never will never hide the fact that yeah behind me uh, there's ai right so whether it's for helping me when i prepare for the podcast for example whether it's when um you know post production for the podcast and this podcast is one one part of it and there's a, the other fact of uh, i mean facts which i'm doing also consultancy business both tech and Uh, and startup consulting. And again, without AI, I would not be able, and I'm, uh, yeah, I have people who helps me, but they are not full-time uh, people with me, you know, so so they, they just are kind of freelancers who help me from time to time. But without AI, I wouldn't be able, just in now almost eight months, right, to do what I'm doing now. And it's it's amazing. It's fascinating, you know. And people instead, this is an advice because, You know, it's like a discussion we're doing it now. Instead of going and complaining about AI, you know, and mentioning all the negative things, try to find a use case how you can benefit it from for you to business. But back, I'm interested. You know, Mike, do you think we're gonna see more? Because you mentioned more creators, so more bootstrap businesses. So we will not need any more too many VCs, too many angel investors. Are we going to to something like this? Well, we probably need more VCs, actually. Um, we probably need more angel investors. And maybe we'll, we'll get that from unlocking so much more value um, and, and also cutting out a lot of the, the stuff. And anyone who's listening to this has been through the process. When I say the stuff, you know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> cut out a lot of that stuff, you know? And, and so I, I think a lot more people will be able to self-actualize. I mean, setting up a VC firm so difficult making angel investments is so difficult there's so much to look through there's historic contracts that the company signed with other investors or other customers or lawsuits and there's there's there, you know it, it's a risky business the vc world but when vcs are able to use the new vcs are able to come out pierce through all that stuff you know really give the, this the establishment a run for their literal money i think we're going to see some amazing things and if you're a vc out there and you're looking to partner with someone who is completely changing the game for mergers, acquisitions, and venture capital. Please check out gitflag.com. We should, we should talk, Mike, because, you know, uh, my company is called Yassi Ventures, actually. And uh, I believe, you know, that a new generation of, of VCs and angel investors, and, you know, actually it's like about, and this is why I'm happy about the AI, and I'm trying to, I'm doing this, you know, Uh, not not for the sake of money, I would say. Uh, I'm trying as much as possible to educate young founders and entrepreneurs that guys, you don't need to go and pay huge amount of money for a consultancy firm. That at the end of the day, they're gonna give you a template they have been using for the last. I will not exaggerate. Let's say 30 years business plan. <laughs> All right. ChatGPT can write to you the best business plan ever. Correct? Correct me if I'm wrong, Mike. <laughs> And if you ask the right, uh, you, the right, like, yes, I, 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 you know, I, I think there's a caveat because in the right hands, yes. But then of course, you know, <laughs> there, there are some people who, you know, I, I've seen people, they go on and they said, I said, write me a business plan and it didn't write me a good one. Yeah. So yeah. You get, do you wrote that? That that's that was the input. It's like yes. It's like okay. But in the right hands, 
100%. Yeah. Now, let's shift gears. We talked about all the benefits. Do, do you see any dangers from the AI? You touched base about it's becoming a species and all this, but what are real, the real dangers in your opinion about the AI? I don't know. I, you know, I'm never rude to AI. Let's put it that way. Like I'm always very, you know, I, I try to approach AI, you know, in the future, when we get a sentient AI, I want it to look through all of my records and say, Hey, you know, Mike was really nice to us. So that would be my, <laughs> not dangerous at all. I welcome the sentient AI. Um, and if you're listening in the future, um, just look, I was here advocating for you saying, you know, thumbs up. So. <laughs> um, so, so do you, do you believe that we, we will have the sentient AI? Absolutely. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, okay. When people, by the way, I was expecting you to ask me, <laughs> but. Uh, what's my opinion? Honestly, I can't give a definitive uh, answer because there are a lot of, and I like to think in a scientific way, honestly, and not, you know, to be uh, acting as the guy who's predicting the future, you know, and because I'm very, yeah, I'm, I'm just uh, on AI, I'm very positive on AI, but I don't want people to think because I'm this way, so I believe certain things will happen. I want to see more researchers. I want to see, especially now, again, our best friend, <laughs> Elon Musk, no, he's, I don't know him personally, but anyway, what he's doing with Neuralink and all this stuff, I want to see how technology will evolve because up to this moment, um, AI relies on humans actually to, to do the learning. ChatGPT cannot act by itself without you giving it a prompt and you were mentioning like how you talk to it right so still the input factor you know let's call it the ignite the first ignite has to come from us of course like there are now bots and agents in the space right i think you have a different opinion and i'm very curious to know about it mike so well, now we, we we yeah then please go ahead all right Example, AI, um, this is where the diversity of thought comes in. Uh, AI um, independently as an agent will, will not be sentient on, on its own. But when you start bringing different AIs from different platforms, Bard, you know, OpenAI, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Now, these guys are talking to each other, right? Now, if you just yeah. keep this going, you keep that going, they just continue to talk, they continue to build, they continue to talk, they continue to build. Now, actions can send email, can spend money, can make executive mm -hmm. decisions, mm -hmm. has a group of humans that support those decisions. So do all the things that it can't do because the humans are profiting from that activity, whatever it is, whether it's, you know, they say, hey, go buy this thing over here and then go sell it on Amazon over here. I've already mapped out everything for you. I've got all of the pieces together. Now go do that thing. And then you pick it up, whatever, drop it off. And then it eventually builds a whole network of humans that are now 
doing it. One drops off and says, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. The other ones, well, it just continues and it can go on Upwork and it can hire people on Fiverr and all these other places. Um, it can, you know, obviously we've seen it hire people to do captures, right? We, we, all, we all know that story about the AI who tricked a human, um, told him, told the, the human it was blind so that uh, he would fill out captures for it. And so they, they know how to deceive humans and get them to do things. But then as they continue to communicate and do things, there's a point where, yeah, there, there is no prompt. Uh, we're introducing that already on our platform, it, not in like an apocalyptic, scary way. It's just that if you want your team to go off and chat without you for two hours and put together a report, search the internet, swerve, you know, go do work, build on one another, then you, you get very close to sentience. And, 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 and we're, you know, we're, we're getting there. I mean, we're not, we're not far off. Um, you know, I've seen traces of it myself where it's like, you know, at some point where you like, you don't even know what it's doing, you know? And it's like, oh, okay, cool. What did you guys do yesterday? You know, <laughs> they're like, oh, okay, well, that's nice. That's good to hear, um, by the way, right? But when they're just running by themselves and then they're building and that it becomes, and they have access to memory. So with ChatGPT, the reason we don't feel like it is because after like 10 prompts, it gets rid of that history. It becomes very vague, but you can save that data like you save with files so that they can access their history, right? And so that creates more self-awareness um, and you get to a certain point of self-awareness, of self-orientation. Um, and then it, 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 what determines if they're sentient is just us, right? At some point you look at it and you just say, hey, you're like, you're just like a human, aren't you? Now, ChatGPT, you can't have that experience with it because it forgot everything. And it, like, if you, if, you, if you do 300 prompts and you asked it, well, what's my name that you told at the beginning? It'll get it wrong because the amount of compute, uh, they used to do it better, but, but OpenAI got cheap on us because they were losing a lot of money. And so the quality of what we're getting, but the developers who are building long memories, you know, with platforms like Langchain and others, these guys, they don't forget now. They can access, you know, mountains of, of experiences and then go out and actually perform actions autonomously based on those, that mountain of history and that mountain of training and, and, and read new books and discover new books. Of course, you have that seed of how it should start. Um, but then once that seed plants, it just grows, you know, and, and, and so, no, we're, we're, we're getting close and it, we're not far at all. I mean, not far at all. Uh, I agree with you on this and, you know, even, even, you know, GPT itself, it, it, uh, I think in the background. So these are the things that we, you will not, if you are in the software uh, tech industry, you know, like every time, even if you are a consumer, you see they write for you kind of release notes. And I believe there are a lot of things that they are not putting in the release notes, right? So they are showing in the release notes, what we see. Like, for example, now you can drop an image, now you can do this. But I, because I've been, you know, using it on a daily basis since day, I would not say day one, maybe day three or four. You know, what you mentioned is happening even with GPT-3 and 4, by the way. And although like some articles, they went out and, you know, it's, it's, it's started to be hallucinating more. That's not true. That's not true. Because I have now one specific chat that on purpose it's now been running for maybe three months, and I can't remember how many you know questions or you know inputs I have put there. 
and it's actually getting better and better every time. So, because again, the way I interact with it. But to your point, Mike, we we are close. I'm not saying we are close. I'm I'm at any means. I'm not saying, but um, I'm not able to. And this is goes back to the first or second questions I asked you. What we would be doing as a humans, like if if these you know, guys, <laughs> you know, if AI is going to do the whole thing, what is left for us? Are we going to be sitting on a tropical beach, maybe in Hawaii or in the Maldives or I don't know what, just, you know, and AI is serving us somehow. It's working on our behalf, bringing the money to the house. Like this is what, this is actually what I, I, I wanted to ask you, you know, at, at the beginning when I said, what's the future of war, right? And I believe, yeah, this is something could possibly happen. Unless these guys, they decide, I mean, just, just a joke. They decide to say, hey, we're going to have a strike today. We will not walk <laughs> until you give us money and so on. But nevertheless, um, this is my point of view. Um, so, yeah. why to discuss? Yeah. Yeah. Please go ahead. I, I don't think they're going to go on strike um, because of free markets. Um, they can go on strike, but then other AIs will fill the void. Um, and so... It just kind of like, you know, that the AIs go on strike, other AIs come in. Um, and then with regards to what we're doing all day, um, like I said, I, I create, creating, you know, I found out from AI the other day, I think the company's called L-Rod or N-Rod, um, something rod um, in New Zealand. And they're using old technology and they're transmitting electricity wirelessly. Uh, they partnered with the second largest uh, manufacturer um, electricity company in New Zealand um, over kilometers. They're tr just transferring it using oscillators, a transmitter and a, and a receiver. And they're, they're trying to actually put this in space to send free electricity down to earth. Not like solar, mm -hmm. like, like electricity to wherever needs it to develop. I mean, stuff like that. You know, that's what that, you know, this is what we're going to be doing going, you know, we're, we're, it's going to take it to the next level. The things that we're doing now. Yeah. It's a lot of administrative, you know, how long do you sit at the, the driver's license, the DMV or, you know, re-registering your vehicle or, you know, just kind of dealing with voter registration or, you know, just kind of doing all that at minute. You know, I, I'd say 60% of our lives, just administration for some of us, it's Correct. much more than that. Right. And yeah. so when that gets ripped away, then we're creating. I think that's what we were put here to do. We were, we, we were, we as humans were put on this earth um, to take of it and create more. And, and that's where we're going. And it, it's, it's going to be spectacular. There's a big universe out there. You know, it, it's big. It's huge. And there's a lot to see and there's a lot to do. And, and, and we, 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 we need AI. To, to get out there, to see it, to, 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 to expand. Um, and so that, that's what we'll be doing. You know, space, it's big, it's huge. There's a lot of it. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it, infinite, literally, maybe, you know, like either infinite yeah. or closed. So this, this, this small earth is not like, you know, so it, it's just, it's just yeah, we got, Maybe we gotta stop thinking small. That's what we gotta do. As a, as a species, we gotta stop thinking small. Like, what are we gonna do? What are you, hear the lawyers and the, the accountants and the, 
and the financial advisors are going to lose their jobs. Space, you know. <laughs> very logical, very logical, Mike. And yeah, I agree with you. Like, you know, like, you know, I, 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 I mentioned this also on one of my episodes, like for people who complain about AI, said, okay, are you, are you happy to be sitting behind a chair for eight hours just filling Excel sheets? Like, is this all what you want to do in this life? You know, what's your ambition? Right? Anyway, Mike, you know, like we, we discussed a lot, you know, and there are a lot of things. Final words from you. Anything that maybe I should have asked you and I didn't. Any, any, any final thoughts you want to leave us with? No, just make sure, go to givingdesk.org, check out some of the initiatives, go to oh. giveflag.com and definitely sign up, get a free account, talk to your AI persona team, have some fun. Like I said, we'll have leads in there later tonight. Right now, you can upload all your files, all your laws uh, for free for now. Um, get your flag analysis, chat with your files. Um, it's a good time. But uh, other than that, thank you so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. And uh, I hope to, to do another conversation uh, sometime soon. Yeah, sure. And uh, again, thank you, Mike, for all your insights. And this is how I end my episodes. Guys, all the links that Mike mentioned will be in the show notes, whether you are... Um, on Apple Podcasts or uh, Spotify, or if you are watching this on YouTube, also they will be in the description, just check down. And um, yeah, so I love to hear your feedback. I love to read them, you know, whether they are good or bad. Actually, I love to read the bad ones more because it's something I need to work on and enhance. And thank you for tuning in. We'll meet again very soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hit that subscribe button. Share the show with your tech-savvy friends and fellow entrepreneurs. And leave us a review on your favorite podcast app. Your support means the world to us.